Why do you need to be kept in line? You're a grown up. <laughs> Sounds like you're making her life a living hell, buddy. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> hey, I'm a, be a better in, husband. I'm a pain in the butt to live with. She's a saint. Happy <laughs> birthday, babe. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to another episode of the Backroads and Bonfires podcast. Just old Ped and the old stalwart, Burke, here tonight, coming to you live from Studio 3B in Alta, Iowa. Hi. <laughs> Tom cannot be here tonight. He's in Omaha doing, I don't know, important people things, grown I guess. Up, grown up stuff. Yeah. Grown-up stuff. Um, I think he was going to go do the river walk there. Go to the downtown market. What do they call it? The Hay Market? Boston Market? Boston Market's an old restaurant where you can get rotisserie chicken. Mm. Something downtown market? Dude, don't ask me what goes on in Omaha. Yeah. That's not my town. Anyway, Tom's there with a bunch of Nebraska fans doing things. Do you like Omaha? Uh, yeah, it's not too bad. I've only been there a few times. Had a great time all three times I went. I like three times outside of flying. Uh, good food. Brett Hahn used to live there. Original producer of this podcast lived there for like five years after college. So would go visit him for long weekends. Eat amazing food. Play games. Hang out. Um, it's a good time. I knew someone from Omaha in college, and our friend group liked to refer to Omaha as the city of paradox. <laughs> really? Yes, because. People from Omaha love to talk about it and shoehorn it into every conversation. And it was the city of paradox because you could be saying, um, oh, yeah, my town's like super dangerous. There was like a shooting there. And they'll be like, Omaha has the most murders per capita, actually, in the U.S. <laughs> and then like some other person could be like, did you see West Des Moines was voted like one of the safest cities in the country? And people from Omaha will be like, actually, Omaha's one of the safest cities <laughs> think in the world that sounds so accurate we used to always give this friend a hard time and say that omaha had the most restaurants per capita we don't know if that's true or not but (laughs) it's the city of paradox because no matter what you're talking about they will claim it's sure somehow involved in that conversation yeah the city of paradox i'm going to try to remember that one from now on and then when you're talking about crossing the river council tucky Uh council bluffs is it's no bueno it's it's nothing to write home about. Sorry if we have Council Bluffs listeners. My brother lived there for a while. There's a reason I refer to it as Council Tucky. Yep. They have a great JUCO football program, though. What is I? Who's there? Iowa Western. Is that where the Reavers are? Yep. And uh, a lot of players from there have gone on to play at Iowa or Iowa State, Alabama, other places have made the NFL. If you were ranking like the worst cities in Iowa, where what would some of the what would top your list? Like, does it have to be a relevant city like that people have heard of? Yeah. Okay. So I can't say like Lorville or Pomeroy. <laughs> no, you could. <laughs> um, boy. Well, for- I don't have a, I don't have a lot of love for Fort Dodge. Fort, Fort Dodge is <laughs> it's rough. Waterloo rough. Ooh, I worked for a summer in Waterloo. Let me tell you, that was sketchy. Had some crazy stories from that summer. Dangerous things. Yeah, Waterloo is not great. Yeah, the Dodge is not great. Uh, I've been to... Um, Whenever I was growing up in central Iowa by Des Moines, 
the only time I ever heard of Fort Dodge or Waterloo on the news was like a stabbing. Yeah. It was the only time those cities would ever show up. There was a, when I was in college, um, there's this place called Jack's Manor, big apartment complex. It's all students that live there. And one night we were there and all of a sudden the cops show up. I mean, it, it was like an apartment complex that had like a big parking lot between the buildings and kids were always just walking around, just hundreds of kids. And the cops show up one night and apparently three doors down from a party I was Three at, doors down? Three doors down. If I go crazy, then... <laughs> go ahead. Uh, for, from a party I was at, there was some people from Waterloo who came over to a party of one of their friends there or something, and one of them ends up stabbing a guy. What? At this party, and people call 911, and they're screaming, and cops showing up. I was like 40 feet away. So yeah, Waterloo. Um, I've never like been to southern Iowa much. Or southeast Iowa, but I have spent a weekend in Oskaloosa, and that, it was is that very. In Southern Iowa? It's basically Missouri. Yeah, oh, it was. That's, uh, not, that's not good. That's not a selling point. <laughs> Steve Hamer played basketball there, and so I went back for a weekend with him for like a golf tournament. We hung out with some of his basketball friends, and it was extremely redneck. Trashy. I feel like the southern half of Iowa. There's just not a lot going on. Yeah, like straight below us to the south west and then like as moving east i've never really i've never really been down there like burlington's down there in a tumwa okay never done it have you heard i haven't heard a lot of great things about a tumwa yeah i I knew two people from college from red oak and they did not say anything good about red oak (laughs) like nothing apparently the further south you go the worse it gets yeah so but yeah but we got fort dodge repping us well now that we've uh blasted half of the towns in iowa let's move on to a different topic hey if you don't like hot takes, get out of the kitchen. Yep. See you later. We are not going to apologize for calling out Council Bluffs. Nope. All right. I have a question for you. I have a couple questions, actually, and a few points to get to here. Uh, first of all, what is Yacht Rock? Oh, like Michael McDonald? Who's hey, Michael McDonald? The- hey, we're singing on a Yacht Rock. It's like, I always it's, hear like, pe- it's like Hall and Oates. It's all that oh, stuff. Oh, I always hear people talk about Yacht Rock, and I've never understood Probably what like it is. Captain and Tennille. Okay. That's um, interesting. Okay. So, so it's not really rock. Yeah. I guess Hall and Oates is kind of rock. So what would be like? Um, like a Yacht Rock song? The Grateful Dead. What are they? Oh, they're de- They're they're like, I don't know. Are they Yacht Rock? rock? <laughs> Did you say drug rock? Yeah. <laughs> I I am not a... I am not a Grateful Dead guy at all. Like I don't understand. I don't understand it. People are obsessed with them. I don't care. No, I. And what's crazy is like, um, people will go to their concerts like over and over again for years. Like, I just saw somebody interviewing a Deadhead, and like I've tried to listen to Grateful Dead music. I think it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people who are big time Grateful Dead fans, all I think have been to like minimum ten concerts. Just yacht rock? Oh yeah, Christopher Cross. Oh, I could I could get into yacht rock. All right, that that's yacht rock. Okay, and like Hollow Notes would be like yacht. Gosh, rock. I've always been so curious. I so thought I it was like Sirius XM has like a whole channel on yacht rock. Because I always thought it was like a heavy thing, but like obscure stuff we've never heard. So that's good to know. Now I have an answer, a question answered that I've wondered for many times. Have you ever? Have I ever showed you um, this phone number you can call? Eight six seven five three zero nine. No seven one nine two six six 
2837. What's that? Welcome to Colin Notes, your emergency Hall and Oates helpline. To hear one on one, please press one. To hear Rich Girl, please press two. What? To hear Manita, please press three. To hear pa- <laughs> This is a phone number you can call at any time. It's called Colin Oates. If you just need to hear some Hall and Oates, you can call this phone number and pick from a menu of Hall and Oates songs just to get your fix. Can't you just pull up YouTube or Spotify on your phone and do the same? Yeah, but this is funnier. What the heck? So I chose number three, Maneater. Huh. When did you hear of this? Years ago, and I saved it in my phone. Call and Oates. Unbelievable. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Sometimes you just need to hear Rich Girl. Yeah. He's a rich girl. You know what would be a good way to use it? You're walking down like a hallway and there's someone you don't want to have a conversation with and you don't know who to call. Just call that and act like you're on the phone. But then you're getting a little little rich girl. In that, I might have to actually add it because of that. You can rely on the old man's money. Oh, um, Can people please stop using the term, oh, my heart? I've never heard that in my life. It's very played out. I see it twice a day on social media. People will how, like. How is it used? Like, use it someone in will post a picture of their kids, and their kids are all together in a photo, and they think it's cute, and they're like, "Oh my heart, look at my kids!" I've seen it no less than seventeen thousand times in the past two years. I and it's just so played out, and we need to move on. I just want people to stop posting pics of their kids on social media and acting like they're completely mind blown that their kids are getting older. Like, like a picture of their kid, like, I don't know, walking for the first time. They're like, when did my little man get so big? It's like, I don't know. He's 11 months old. Like, that's what 11 month old kids do. They walk. (laughs) Like some people are just forever baffled by the passage of time. Like I blinked and he was from diapers to getting his license. Like, well, it feels that way, but yeah, people age. That's what happens. <laughs> we're probably annoying so many people right now. Oh, th- we're we got some piping hot takes this time. Yeah, I just I also want people yeah. to stop posting things on social media with just in all caps the word this. <laughs> like stop it. Yep. Man, there's a lot of them. Uh instead of using oh my heart, like just caption it like I think my kids look great. Just say that. Say what they said in the 70s. Yeah, I try to, like, if I make a post about my kid for, like, their birthday, I try to just, like, I think when my daughter Georgia had a birthday, I was just like, she's a hip lady. She's cool. Here's Georgia. I like that. Like, she just had a birthday today. Uh, Uh, The thing that my wife and I make fun of all the time, because it happens so frequently, mm -hmm. we always laugh at people who post pics of their kids, and they write captions that say, she keeps us on our toes. Like all the time, like th- that is everybody's <laughs> default description about their kid. Oh, the little man turns five. He keeps us on our toes. Or uh, this is one that's got to stop too. husbands posting about their wives on like their birthday or something. And they always say something like happy birthday to the lady that keeps me in line. Are you like a child that you need to be kept in line? Like, think of something else to say about There's your spouse. So many besides, dumb cliches. she essentially babysits you. Yeah, she keeps she puts up with us. She keeps us in line. Yep. Like, 
Why do you need to be kept in line? You're a grown up. <laughs> Sounds like you're making her life a living hell, buddy. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> hey, I'm Maybe a be a better in, husband. I'm a pain in the butt to live with. She's a saint. Happy <laughs> birthday, babe. <laughs> like, yeah, he. They keep us on our toes, and thanks for putting up with me. Like, stop saying this in post. Think of something like take like. 10 more seconds before you post. Mm -hmm. Also, go check yourself. Go search back for every birthday post you've done as your spouse. You're probably recycling the same thing every year. You don't know it. Like, I don't know. Take 10 seconds. Take a pause. Rub a couple brain cells together. Think of something else to write about your significant other. (laughs) Besides, they keep you in line. (laughs) I want to know the numbers of people that have turned us off. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know what? Sometimes though, like listen, you got to get it out there to my listeners. Whoa. I love you enough to tell you the truth. Yep. Like for sure. Um, I saw, I'm pretty sure she doesn't listen. So I don't think I'll be offending her a while back. I saw a post of a friend of mine of her daughter and she said, Oh my heart. She's so cute. I just want to eat her. What? what? She's so cute. I just want to eat her. <laughs> what? That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. With fava beans. <laughs> um, Come on. Why are you saying something like that? Oh, there's another one that people use way too much. Oh, wives use this one way too much when describing their husbands, but it's mostly in the Christian world. Oh, okay. It's usually like... So now we're going after our own. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Uh, we're all human beings. I've been going after my <laughs> yeah. own this whole time. Christians, non-Christians, everyone gets Some treated of, fairly around here. Some of the... Like everybody that I'm complaining about tonight, like these are my friends. I love them. I would do anything for them. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean I can't call out their stupid social media posts. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what a lot of Christian women will post on social media about their husband. Thank you for loving me so well. <laughs> yep. Or you, you love me and the kids so well. Like, I don't know when that phrase got into the Christian world lexicon, but mm-hmm. it is deeply embedded now. Yep. Like, yeah, you, you love us so well. Yeah, I'd hope so. Then all the lovey-dovey stuff or whatever you want to do behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I'm in a little bit of a punchy <laughs> mood tonight, but like my wife and I make fun of all these posts, but not like in a mean way. Mm-hmm. We just sort of, we just sort of laugh because, and, and I'm probably guilty of some of this stuff too. We just all kind of fall into these habits, routines, and stereotypes. Yeah. And you know what the beauty of the world is? People probably make fun of us too. Oh my gosh. And we, it's all good. We've all got to laugh at ourselves yeah, a little bit. And it's all good. We all take ourselves way too seriously. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm doing dumb stuff on social media too, but I got to call some of this stuff out. <laughs> yep. Um, Adam, you keep me on my toes. That's what I try to do. I don't want, I don't want you getting out of line. Well, thanks for keeping me in line. You're welcome, buddy. She puts up with so much. <laughs> I uh, I had this wild thought the other day, and it kind of blew my mind. And I I like sat and pondered it for twenty minutes, just sitting. I remember I was sitting in the injury of our barn. I just got done feeding a bale to a cow, and I thought of this. I wish there was a way that we could track how far things that we've shared with people have traveled in this world. Are you talking about? Like, like analytics? Words. Yeah, like words or things. Like, say you tell you're not you- talking about like internet things because no. you can track that. Say, like you're at a family get together eight years ago, you share something with your cousin. Your cousin's from like about Marilyn Manson not having his lower ribs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then your cousin's from 
like my cousin's from Cedar Rapids. So say I'm together with my cousin over Christmas. I share this with her. She goes back to Cedar Rapids. Six months later, she's together with friends having a conversation. She'll be like, oh, yeah, my cousin told me this once. She shares it. Well, that friend happens to have a cousin who's from Colorado. Like, do you ever wonder how something you told someone, if how far it gets? Like, what if it's like in Istanbul? Something mm. you said, like, I, I wish there was a way to track this. Wouldn't that be cool? Well, if you could, like, air tag your words? My concern is that I'm not saying anything important enough for someone else to share. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Like, is there anything I've ever said that someone in my life goes to somebody else and is like, you know, my friend in Alta said, like, I don't think I'm saying anything of importance. Mm. I'm convinced we've said something on this podcast that's at least made it to Texas. Mm. I don't know. Who knows? I don't, I don't know if my opinions are very popular in Texas. Yeah, well, that just was a fascinating thought. I was like, wow. You know, you know that phrase, don't mess with Texas? Um, I saw a t-shirt once that said, don't mess with Kansas either. <laughs> and I thought it was really funny. <laughs> and then I saw a shirt once that said, I think Seth was wearing it on the OC. Okay. It said, put me out of my Missouri. Oh, that's a good one. That's really funny. Yeah. I like that. Uh, Texas will forever have a special place in my heart because of a missions trip we took to Laredo, which ultimately is the number one. Close second, though, my first Bucky's experience. I, I'm not interested in Texas. Uh, let me tell you. I think unbearable heat. Well, Texas is like they think it, we're all talking about them. They think they're like the popular kid in the country. Yeah, they're full of themselves. And I got to tell you, Texas, I don't think about you at all. <laughs> I don't care about you. I don't want to live in your state. I'm not impressed that you were your own country for like nine years. Yeah. And everything's bigger in Texas. Not if you don't pay attention to it. I don't care. Sorry, uh, I, I'm thinking more about Vermont than I am Texas, and I hope Texas people hear that. <laughs> Vermont. I've always wanted to go to Vermont for the uh, first of all. Before I get to my Vermont, point, I hear the colors are just beautiful. Oh, this time I've always of year. wanted to go because uh, I have a friend that I actually know who is from here in Northwest Iowa, who's been there with his brother like six or seven times. They'll go out there for the maple syrup harvest. Oh yeah, and bring home syrup. Yep, big big maple syrup. That sounds like a lot of business fun. Business up there. Yeah, I've a uh, maybe you'll see like Bernie Sanders. Vermont's right? not that big. No. You might see him. Uh, go- I am once again <laughs> asking for your support. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, just going back to the Texas thing. I've been to Texas and Florida both in the past. We're still talking about Texas. Uh, five months, <laughs> and I just say I don't know how people live there. Like Florida I don't care is how like long America's you live there. basement. I don't know how I don't care how long you live there. You do not get used to that heat. No, never. Florida is America's basement because it's hot. It's like sweaty. Oh, super a lot humid. of weird stuff happens down there. Gorgeous women, though. Mm, not in the basement. Not in the basement, but in the... I don't know. Are you talking about Miami? I was just going <laughs> to say I saw a lot of gorgeous Cuban women in, in Tampa. <laughs> Did you do anything about it? Uh, I said, wow, look at that gorgeous Cuban woman. You didn't talk to any of them? Nah. Then shut up. I no, should. I'm kidding. No, I should um, shut up. If you think Florida has good-looking women, wait till you go to Osceola. <laughs> I haven't been down south yet Oce- in Iowa. Osceola, Iowa. Mm. No, I've never been there. I have no idea. Right. I don't know what's going on down there. Is Osceola yeah. even in southern Iowa? Southern, southeast Iowa, I believe. Anyway. Have I ever done my Aaron Neville impression for you? <laughs> I think so, but do it again. Thanks for having me on your podcast. It's, it's the Bee Gees, right? No. Oh. Aaron Neville was um 
What was his big song? I don't know why. Yeah. I know I love you. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that may be. That's a good song. It's a lot of shaking in your bones. <laughs> um, before we get to the meat. Wow. I, I have a would you rather question. Okay, I'm great at these. Would you rather be given $1 million, tax-free, by the way, $1 million, or be given 10 carries in an NFL game what? to gain five yards for $5 million? What is the first option? Just $1 million straight up. I'm taking $1 million. I don't even. I don't want to play in the NFL. I think the NFL five is million, the least though. fun pro sport there is. Just 10 carries. No. $5 million if you can get five yards. Nope. I'm trying the NFL for sure. No, I don't want to be an NFL player. Like, you could offer me a contract right now. I wouldn't take it. I don't want it. Man. It's the one pro sport where I'm like, it feels like a punishment to to <laughs> get the job. Yeah, it's brutal. I think the best job in the NFL is, like, backup quarterback. Ooh. I mean, they make $5 million a like, year. Like, Curtis Painter had the best job ever. He was backup to a guy that, like, never got hurt. Guy made millions carrying a clipboard and doesn't have to get CTE. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm just saying, football does not look. I like watching it on TV. I've never like that's not true. When I was a kid, I wanted to, but as an adult, I'm like, mm, doesn't look fun at all. I'd take the million and just walk away. That's that's fair. I'd go for the five. I feel like at my size and my sneaky athletic ability, you're I, could, getting, I could hit. You're not getting five yards. I feel like I could in ten carries at least have five carries of one yard each. No, at my size, you're not fast enough hitting that hole. You're not fast enough. But if the lineman give me enough of a hole in the momentum of my size, I could maybe have a three yard carry. I think you're too top heavy. Hmm. You might you might be surprised. I might mic all thoughts some people. Also, by like the fourth carry, you're probably gassed. Well, my carries are gonna have to be spaced out. No, no, it's <laughs> ten in a row. You all got right. ten plays. Oh, I'm down. Bring it. This is like the Madden training camp. I'm gonna go. Anyway, <laughs> I'd run TJ Watt over. Now that there's no camera this week, I got like feet on the table. I'm getting comfy over here. Do what you got to do. I just hope the back of that chair snaps. Yeah. I need a, I'm kind of thinking before my first pod sesh, I wonder if I should try to doctor up that room in there a little bit. You know, we'll have it for us. I think you should doctor it up. I think you should go to Vista Paints, get some fresh paint. Wow. Vista Paints. (laughs) Yes. Well, you need to go to Vista Paints and get some fresh paint on the wall. Yeah. First, maybe get yourself a little primer because they have the best primer out there covers so well then you get your nice finish coat of paint over top of it you pick whatever color you want maybe yep. you get some black and gold for the hawkeyes maybe chad and tony do a little color matching get you some twins red and blue i love it yeah you get in there to vista paints on west milwaukee <clears throat> avenue and storm lake t-bone and t-unit and well no it's bucky and t-bone and why don't you wait till saturday going with the fam and you'll get to see burke too that's right. You'll see me. Actually, I won't be there Saturday. Oh. I will be at the Burkhart family Christmas, my dad's extended family. Oh, nice. But maybe you get in there sometime after school. You might see me behind the counter. Maybe I'll help you out. But you mentioned the Backroads and Bonfires podcast. You're going to get 10% off your order. Mm-hmm. So they already have great prices. Now they're going to give you 10% off more for mentioning this yeah. fantastic podcast. You at, Can I just be totally blunt, Adam? Please. You'd be an idiot to get your paint or stain anywhere else than Vista. Yeah, Paints. you honestly would and we truly mean it. Yeah, with those deals, that quality of product, you are just you are a dum-dum and if guess you what? get it somewhere else. You go get your paint, you go home, maybe you got a question, maybe you feel like you did something wrong. Guess what? You can walk right back in there and talk to them and they'll help you. 
Yeah. You're Actually, not getting that service anywhere else. I can think of one reason why you would get your, get your paint somewhere else. Okay. If you just like painting the same wall 50 times because the paint sucks and it doesn't cover very well. <laughs> if you like painting the same wall 50 times, then by all means, go get it somewhere else. Yep. But if you just want to paint it the the lowest number of times to get a nice, nice even coat and finish, then just go to Vista Paints. Yep. Save yourself the time. Yep. So to answer your question, yes, you should paint your back room and make a podcast studio. Yeah. Until we get the hangout on Main Street from oh, Tommy. Oh, so many text messages in the past Are few you days really? about that. Yeah, I've gotten a few. <laughs> Someone's on the waiting list. It's got to be like at least 15 by now. Yeah. Someone told us that they have an old barber chair. Oh, boy. That they refurbished. Oh, boy. <laughs> that they want to use. I have other people have. Yeah, it's exciting. It's there's exciting. A, there's a lot happening. I think I feel like the town is dare I say, a buzz. There's a little bit of a buzz. There's a buzz going on. People know that there's some real moving and shaking happening, and they're curious, and I can't really blame them. No, I can't blame them. I drove down Main Street the other day with my window down, and I I think I heard some people on the sidewalk say, oh, there he goes. Yeah. (laughs) There he goes. There he goes again. Remember how much we used to sing on this pod? Oh, yeah. I just can't explain. <laughs> you always do this weird voice when you do it. She's a rich girl. There she goes. Anyway, I don't. I can't describe what you do when you sing. It's like my wife does this impression. We call it church lady vibrato. Okay, she can sing like like an old lady singing a hymn. I, sometimes we'll be in the car and I'll be like, "Can you just sing this in your church lady vibrato voice?" And we just we laugh it's a secret that. weapon. It's a secret weapon. People are going to be beating down the doors of that place. Hmm. They're going to be driving by on like a Saturday night, and they're going to hear like round and round by like rat. Yeah, and we're just like shirts off, <laughs> just doing push up competitions and bench press competitions, and people are going to be like. How do I get into that exclusive club? Mm-hmm. KTIV is going to come do a do a story on us. <laughs> we need like headbands too. I'm thinking I'm like headbands. I'm down. Yeah. All right. Should we talk some meat? Yeah. Not actually meat, but the meat <laughs> of the episode. <laughs> um, so I've had this one written down for a while. We're going to list our top five broadcaster calls of all time our favorite sports calls ever could be our favorite teams could just be some national game that was iconic and we loved um i've got five i've also got some honorable mentions to list afterwards i actually have more honorable mentions than actual ones we'll try to go through them quickly and then in post-production i'm probably going to put the calls in after we say them so people can actually hear them when i hear these i get hyped do you really i get so hyped yeah, I All get right. I get pretty jacked myself. Oh gosh, it just takes you back. Like these are calls you remember where you were, what you were wearing, what you were doing. Take it away with your first one, Burke. What's okay. your first call? Oh, man, is is that it was the NLCS? What year? Twenty twenty one. Braves Dodgers. Okay. <laughs> Braves Dodgers twenty twenty one. This is the World Series year, right? Oh yeah. It's Tyler Matzik game six. He strikes out Puholtz, Souza, and Betts back to back to back. So, like, Luke Jackson's our reliever. He's in. He kind of craps the bed. Dodgers are down four to two, and they have runners on second and third with nobody out. They bring in Tyler Matzik, a lefty. He strikes out Puholtz with a slider. Crowd's going nuts. Mm-hmm. He strikes out Souza with a fastball, freezes him outside corner. 
crowd's going berserk. Then Mookie Betts, the leadoff hitter, comes up, and Matzik throws three straight fastballs by him. And the third one, he like foul tips into the catcher's glove, and the place goes bonkers. And that, it was game six, and the Braves needed to win that to move on to the World Series. And when I was at home and that happened, I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to the World Series. There was still like an inning or so left. The, like one of the most excited I've ever been. Let's get the strikeout. And a half dozen pitchers you want on the mound right now. And Matic is on that list. What a matchup. Here's an 0-2. Uh, my number one is Gary Dolph is the radio call of Gary Dolphin and um, Ed Podolak calling the Tate to Holloway, Iowa Hawkeye last second touchdown I against will... LSU in the Capital One Bowl. I don't know. It's just exciting. Your favorite team, I guess. I was watching that game. Does something I, I was, crazy. I was standing in my basement. Saw it happen. I was on my parents' couch, very angry that they gave up a touchdown with 40 seconds to go or whatever. You've got that over the Ali Farukmanes shot? I do. That one makes an appearance, though. I figured list. it's going to be on there. What's your second one? My second one is probably Chipper Jones walk-off homer 2012. Um, We're facing the Phillies at home. Chipper has made it known before the season that he's retiring after this year. This is it. It's the end of the season. And um, Papelbon... Is oh my gosh, Jonathan Papelbon. Papelbon's closing for what the Phils. And he was crazy. Chipper is old at this point. And Papelbon absolutely blows a fastball right by him. Next pitch, Papelbon tries to throw a fastball by him again. And Chipper's all over it. He just tattoos it to the right center bleachers. And I, I like ran around my house. <laughs> and it was so special because it was like, my all-time favorite player since I was a child, like giving me one more goosebump moment before he retired. Swing high football, go to right center, and the Braves have won it. My number two is Kevin Harlan and Dan Bonner calling Ali Farouk Manesh, burying the three against Kansas. 2010, second round. Kansas, I believe, was picked in like 
97% of brackets that were turned in on ESPN to win it all that year. They were the massively overwhelming favorite. Who was but, on that team? Like the Simeon guy that was there for like a million years? Who no. Who was the guy that was going bald that was there forever? Had the receding hairline. Black guy. I don't know. Oh, man. He, yeah. So that year had Cole Aldrich, Sharon Collins. Wow, Cole Aldrich. There's a name I have. Yeah, the of. Morris Twins, um, Tyrell Reed, Ryan Morning or uh, something Morningstar shooter. And then they had, <laughs> Did Chalmers uh, play? Was Chalmers? No, he was just gone. That was 2008. Um, I can't remember. The Morris Twins both went to the NBA. They had a stud freshman who played in the NBA. I can't remember. But, man, Ali wrote 30 seconds to go in the game. And they're up by one, thinking, all right, everyone in the world's thinking they're just going to foul. Now he just pulls up for three, buries it. I went berserk. And I had class with him in Eagle Cedar the Monday after that, and we didn't have class. We just talked about the game. Really? It was amazing. You can't be serious with that shot. Collins the other way. Tyrell Reed. Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler calling Hell in a Cell. <laughs> I forgot about wrestling. Broken bodies everywhere. Gosh dang it. Uh, Man, mankind yes. is sick. He is sick. <laughs> oh. That's God is my witness. <laughs> he has broken in half. Yeah, that, that call of mankind going off the top of the cage. Through the announcing table. Untouchable. Maybe the greatest analyst duo of all time. I think so. So good. I can't think of anybody who's better. Gosh. Jerry Lawler's little high-pitched scream he would do. So good. He's killing him, King! All right, my number three is John Gordon calling the Kirby Puckett Game 6 home run. I know Jack Buck's the iconic one, but John Gordon is near and dear to my heart. I grew up listening to him on the radio with my dad calling Twins games. Man, it's so good. He just patented touch them all home run call. So good. That homer sucks. (laughs) It was against the Braves. I know. Yeah. I'm going to go with 1995 Game 6, Braves-Indians. Um, Carlos Baerga. Dude, I remember this. Last out, he hits to left center. Marquise Grissom comes underneath of it, and Bob Costas says, the team of the 90s has its world championship. And it was like the Braves finally broke through after losing in 91, losing in 92. Dude, I was. I remember that series. I don't, I don't think I was rooting for anyone, but I remember just being super pumped that it was those two teams because I felt like they were clearly the two best teams. Well, the Indians lineup was arguably one of the craziest like lineups in baseball oh, history. Like the storyline going into that series was can the Braves pitching stop the Indians lineup? Because they had 
Albert Bell, Eddie Murray, Jim Tomey, Manny Ramirez, Kenny Lofton, Carlos Baerga, Omar Vizquel. Like, they were stacked. Yep. Uh, Ridiculous. I I think Matt Williams was on that team. Sandy Alomar was the catcher. Sandy Alomar was the catcher. Yeah. Crazy. And somehow Atlanta's pitching shuts them down. Have you heard the story of like the twins rookie that got his first check? No, there is a twin. I can't remember the twins rookie's name, but he said he got his first big league paycheck, right? A lot of money. Yeah. And uh, he was sitting in his locker, like staring at it, just like in disbelief. He's so happy. Bucket comes over, pulls a massive wad of bills out of his pocket and goes, want me to cash that for you? (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah, that's a great story. Oh, my gosh. That's incredible. <laughs> all right. My number four is my favorite Lakers play of all time. The Kobe to Shaq alley-oop. Game six, Portland Trail Blazers. I believe 2002 Western Conference Blazers? Finals. Yeah. Lakers were down, I think, 18 going into the fourth quarter. I was dejected. And then they and then go. Tim Donahue showed up. <laughs> They go on a run. Lakers come back and tie it. My God, that's Tim Donahue's music. <laughs> Shaq with the spin move off of Brian Grant. Kobe with the oop. Crams at home. Bob Costas is calling it. You like turn up. You like watch the highlight now, and it's just that classic NBA on NBC like look. So iconic, man. I was freaking. I remember laying on my futon in my bedroom. I just jumped up with spaz, and I was watching it on like my ten inch TV. Can I just give them both? Can I put them both in the sixth slot? This nope. Is, okay, you're breaking my heart. Yep. Here. One's got to be honorable mention. It's time to be an adult and make the right decision, Aaron. Okay. Ryan. Did you call me Aaron? I don't know why I said that. Who is Aaron? I don't know. Are you <laughs> talking about Aaron Hinkledye, longtime listener? <laughs> um, screw it. I'm going Joe Buck. Jorge Soler's game six homer in the World Series off the Astros. He absolutely destroys a baseball into the Houston night and rips the heart out of the Houston Astro fan base in one swing. And then he like drops the bat, turns to his own dugout and starts beating his chest. Just, yep. just, just touching the Atlanta on his chest. Dusty Baker's so mad in the dugout. And I mean, it is an absolute tank shot. That's a, the, man. And that's when I was like, we're going to win the World Series. Oh, my gosh. We're going to win the World Series. <laughs> that was fun. That was fun to watch. I remember uh, the Braves just had an amazing trade deadline that year. Unbelievable. Yeah. We had three different outfields. Yep. Like, we had our three opening day starters. They all, like, get hurt. Then we have three more guys, like, hurt, traded, whatever. We finished the year with three guys who were not, like, on the team. Mm-hmm. They, like, all get hot. Unbelievable job by our GM, Alex Anthopoulos, and we go win the World Series. I was in the combine texting you and Tom. I remember I got home. I sprinted over to Tom's house, and I literally walked into his house as the 
Braves were winning the World Series, and you came over and I did the double tomahawk chop. Oh, we tomahawk chopped. You guys poured <laughs> drinks on my head. We had stogies <laughs> yep. in our mouth. It was like we were one in the, the locker room. It was the one is one of the happiest yeah. like nights of my life. We made our own little locker room scene. We did, and you were doing the oh, and like I still have the video on my phone. <laughs> Uh, my number five is what not- do you think you would do if the twins won a world series <laughs> implode probably heart attack i don't know stroke would you go out and just like drop kick one of your cows <laughs> i don't know what i do i would probably be watching with my dad would be my guest would you run shirtless through town we would i might sprint from the farm to town show up out of breath and just running down main street my shirt off breathing heavy I towel over my head, and then I'm going to come to your house and be like, can I get a ride back to the farm to get my truck? <laughs> I want to see you celebrate a Twins title so bad. I just want to see like how you would handle it. How would you have handled like the Hawkeye women winning a national title? Would that have been – would you have been – Oh, I would have been hyped, but not like Twins, no. Did you see LSU lost their first game I of the did. season? I watched, like, I watched like, part of it. They got Did they get like 20-pieced? Yeah, it was bad. That's it was so awesome. Funny. Bad for them. It was Somebody awesome. had a <laughs> picture of Kim Mulkey. Standing on the sideline with this, they're down like 20. She looked not amused. And the caption was, hello, Satan, my old friend. It was so funny. I love uh, when people dunk on Kim Mulgey. Yeah, can't stand her. Someone posted a, uh, me, a meme of uh, Angel Reese doing the hand thing and to Caitlin Clark. And it said, when you've been making TikToks all summer long and trying to hide your face when you go and like, lose by 15 in the season opener or something. I don't know. Just be careful because LSU could repeat. <laughs> I that day I texted a bunch of friends and I said, "There's no way LSU women lose. They're going undefeated, and they they lose game one. <laughs> Their <laughs> team is not to take betting advice. Yeah. Didn't they get that chick from Louisville? Yes, they got oh. the top two uh, transfer portal recruits, and then return two All Americans. They have four All Americans in their starting. They lineup. should not lose a game. They shouldn't. Lo- they should in women's basketball. That's like not, NBA. Yeah, they should not win a versus game versus JV high school. They should not win a game by less than like 25 points. But I mean, I guess you got to gel, but like usually if you just have that much talent in women's sport, like I'm not, it's not a shot at women's. There's way less parity in women's basketball. I think the best teams are way farther ahead than the worst teams. Yeah. And it's getting closer. I will say it's getting way better than it was like the women's tournament as much, but I feel like you don't see it like major upsets as much. I mean, I will be honest. Once Caitlin Clark leaves Iowa, I'll probably never watch him again. Really? I started watching when they got her. I'll probably never watch again. I, I'll pay attention if they win or lose, but she's the she's the. Ticket. Will you watch the WNBA when she goes there? No. Okay. Nope. Will you keep tabs on it? Eh, probably not. Just, you, you won't even see how she's doing. No. Maybe I'll maybe I'll Google her from time to time. Okay. My fifth is not related to any team that I cheer for. It is. I love this call. I remember watching it, and I loved this team. If I wasn't. If the Twins weren't playing, I loved watching this team. It was those 90s Mariners teams. Dave Niehaus. And when Niehaus calls Edgar Martinez hitting down the line and Griffey scores from first. Coral rounds third. It's, Joey Cora. It was Griffey. 
Cora scores first. Oh yeah, and then Griffey. Yeah. And they're gonna send him their one. And then he does the my oh my and like the kingdom is just going absolutely freaking berserk. He's hit into the gap and they could win it with junior speed, the stretch. And the old one pitch on the way to Edgar Martinez. Swung on the line down the left field line for a base hit. Here comes Joy. Here is Junior to third base. They're gonna wave him in. The throw to the plate will be late. The Mariners are going to play for the American League Championship. I don't believe it. It just continues. Poor Mariners fans. They've had a lot of heartache. Yeah. Okay. So 95 ALCS. I think the Mar- Who did they lose to? Who did the Braves beat in the World Series? Uh, the Braves in 95. In 95. Cleveland. Okay. So Cleveland beat the Mariners. How did the Mariners have the Mariners, that much talent? Didn't the Mariners beat the Yankees? Yes. Because that was Don Mattingly's last year. Yep. And Showalter was yep. managing that team. How did those Mariners teams never go to a World Series? They never, they never had the pitching. They never had the pitching. They had Randy Johnson, but that's only well, that's one. one. Yeah. Um, well, Dang. how about the 01 Mariners that win like 116 games? <laughs> yeah. The 01 Mariners without Griffey and, Wasn't no, it? and no A-Rod. Yeah. It's just each row. Imagine if the Mariners kept A-Rod. Griffey. Griffey. Ichiro. Mm-hmm. Randy Johnson. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Those guys all would have overlapped with Felix Hernandez, I think. Like mm-hmm. a young King Felix. Uh, they didn't. It's. The thing when I think about the Mariners, they did not have a ton of great pitching that they just like couldn't hang on to. They yeah. just never could get enough. It's always like guys like Joel Pinheiro or something like that. But man, those Mariners teams, I would love to see the Mariners win a World Series. Be cool. I don't know if it's ever going to happen. I think they're the they might be the only team in Major League Baseball who has never even played in a World Series. Poor Mariners fans, poor Dave Kerbo. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to rattle off some honorable mentions I have here. Um, the same Kirby Puckett home run when Jack Buck says we'll see you tomorrow night. Did you remember when his son redid that yeah. in 11 off David Freeze? So amazing. Yeah. Gosh, David Freeze, what a postseason he had. Um, do you believe in miracles? Obviously, we all know. Al Michaels. Yep. Um, the kick six, Auburn and Alabama. Oh, yeah. And. Oh my God! Auburn's gonna win this football game. The SEC football, like local radio announcers, are nuts. They're complete nuts. I'm glad I'm not a part of SEC football culture. It seems insane. <laughs> it's it's I so want, irrational. I, I think there would be. I think it'd be so frustrating to live in the South and not care about football. Mm-hmm. You have to feel like an alien. Ryan Rosillo on his pod um, about a month and a half ago, he said it on his bucket list was to go to the Grove, which is what they call the tailgating spot for Ole Miss. So him and some friends went, and he said, I'm just going to go walk around and check it out. I want to see what it's like. Well, apparently, there's an area of the Grove that's like all students and young people, and it's like an unwritten rule. If you walk through here without Ole Miss gear on, like we will like do stuff to you. And it's like the unwritten rule. So he said he's carrying a beer, walking through, and he's not cheering for either team. He's just wearing like a white polo. He said some drunk, like snot-nosed, 21-year-old college kid comes up, hits his beer out of his hand. It like spills all over him. And Rosillo said he thought for like a second of just pummeling this kid, but then he like said it's not worth my time and just walked away. And he said someone told him, like, oh, it's an unwritten rule. If you walk through that area of the tailgate without an old mister, people are allowed to do stuff to you. I was like, that's ridiculous. I went to That is stupid. I went to one Hawkeye game. Ole Miss. With uh, Dupe. Where would you put the Hawkeye tailgating experience, like the whole fan experience? Is it top 20 in the country? 
I don't know. Probably not. Probably. Honestly, Iowa State tailgating is better than Iowa. But I'm just saying, like the the f- the intensity of it all. And I was like, this is a lot. This is pretty intense for me. And oh, I, it is pretty intense. Can but you imagine like being at the Iron Bowl? Insane. Like I, I don't think I can handle it. I'll yeah. be honest with you. I don't insane. think I can handle it. My honorable mention was um, Dick Enberg, Phil Sims, and Al McGuire calling Super Bowl 32, Denver over Green Bay. Yep. Final play of the game. Brett Favre tries to throw to Mark Chimura. Broncos blitz. It's like fourth and six, I think. John Mobley knocks the ball away. John Elway's going to get his first Super Bowl. So exciting. That was so, amazing. So exciting. I remember watching that. Um, Jesperson hitting the buzzer beater for you and I. It's a half quarter, mention. right? Yep. Unbelievable. I was watching it. Oh, my gosh. It was incredible. Kurt Warner was at the game. I remember like they cut to Kurt Warner. He's like jumping up to celebrate. And he like trips over a bleacher and falls. It's great. Uh, one of my honorable mentions is Texas A&M's comeback against UNI. Why well, I got to go there. When you and I blew a 36-point lead with 15 seconds left. <laughs> one of the worst sports nights of my life. Oh, I was dejected. I just can't. It's like unfathomable that it happened. Uh, yeah. It's depressing. Like, it's like if if like one small thing goes differently in like a list of 100 things, they don't lose. Mm-hmm. It's like every single domino fell. Yep. Couldn't believe it. Oh, uh, boy. Um, was that round one? Round two to go to the Sweet 16. Is that the same year Jesperson hit the? Uh, yeah, it was the next game. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, it was the next game for you and I. Wow. Talk, Talk about, about emotions. Oh, my gosh. The Com- highest of highs to the lowest opposite. of lows. And Matt Bohannon, you uh, and I's dead eye captain of the team, reliable three-point shooter, gets hurt uh, at the end of the Texas. Wait, at ha- the first late first half of the A&M game. So they didn't have him for the second half. I know they would have held on to that Is that why lead. they couldn't inbounds the ball? Because he was hurt? <laughs> yeah, it's my it's my theory. They couldn't make a simple pass because yep. Bohannon was hurt? He, it just somehow would have changed. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Vern Lund and the re- my remaining ones are just, there's so many unreal Tiger Woods. Call- I'm a massive Tiger Woods fan. Tiger Woods has some of the you, most iconic moments. I would moments. believe you are a Tiger Woods fan. Massive, I well, would not believe. I think everybody in golf just loves Tiger, mostly. But he has some of the most iconic calls. And the two that stand out to me are Vern Lundquist calling Tiger's chipping in the Masters to basically put it out of reach. In all your life, could you ever imagine seeing something like this, he says, or something. And then Jim Nance's call when Tiger finally wins the 2019 Masters after all the stuff he's been through and the gap of him winning a major and he wins the return to glory when Jim Nance says that. Amazing. It's super sad that Tiger's not going to break the majors record because he was on pace to obliterate it. Yep. Um, I would put up there so many Gus Johnson calls. Oh, my gosh. That's what I was thinking of. Him Gus just Johnson. like losing his mind. Also, I really think an honorable <laughs> mention for me would be that uh, – that Olympic swimming relay win against <gasps> France. How did I forget that? Because like it helped Phelps like break that record, and it was like the most unbelievable comeback. Yeah, to, everyone to, to beat France. Everyone after, thought we got second, and then they put it up that we got first. And like France had talked so much trash. Yep. Leading up to that race, and like Phelps is going nuts. Like it's and like as that race comes down to the wire and it tightens up, I do not know who's calling it. It sounds like Gus Johnson, but it's not the announcer is just getting more and more worked up because oh. like, Oh my gosh, the gap is closing. And then he does it. It's just Dude. insane. Man. 
sometimes those I Michael just, Phelps races. Sometimes I just go back and watch that relay race because I just want to. It's get so exci- exciting. I think I, I just want to get excited about something. I think I'm going to watch everything we've talked about tonight. I'm going to lay in bed and watch them. Yeah, on my phone. I'm so excited that that race was amazing. Gosh, you've remembered some ones I've forgotten. My favorite Gus Johnson call probably ever is when he's calling the. It's Xavier versus Kansas State. I want to say in the 2011 second round of March Madness. One of the most insane games ever, and Gus Johnson is losing his proverbial mind for like the entire last 10 minutes of the game as the teams trade threes and crazy shots. Goes to overtime. I think the final score is like 108, 106. <laughs> and Gus Johnson is just losing his marbles. I so would, good. I would also put up there Bob Euchre calling Jake Taylor's bunt <laughs> to win the pennant. <laughs> And Willie Mays Hayes rounds third and like doesn't break stride. That one's uh, iconic. So good. <laughs> oh, that is iconic. God, oh, dude, that's a pot idea. Iconic fictional sports calls. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, I'm in. Anyway, all right, we're gonna do a draft of triangular shaped foods, and we can be. This took me. This this was hard for me. We can be lenient. So we can discuss if we think something's not triangular, but uh, I have 14 written down. We'll each draft five. I do not have 14. Well, we'll each draft five. How's that sound? And since I have way more written down, why don't you take the first pick? Okay. Well, obviously, I'm taking pizza. Yep. Like, there is no better triangular food. Pizza's number one. Although, interestingly enough, rectangle Totino's pizza might be the tastiest pizza of all, and it's not triangle. It's so good. I got three in my freezer you right now. Cut it, you can cut it into triangles. That's true. Uh, um, yeah, I'm going pizza number one. It's a solid pick. My number one, I'm going to go with the Doritos. That's a great Specifically, pick. spicy sweet chili Doritos. Oh, buddy. Now you're speaking my language. Those are the my favorite chip on planet Earth. Really? You want to know what I did the other night? I got home from the farm like two nights ago, and... Uh, is this your I secret had, shame? I had a lot. It's pretty. Did shameful. you eat a whole bag? It's pretty shameful. I had like, I had not eaten much in the whole day, and I had like two thousand calories to go. I ate an entire bag of Funyuns. I just sat on my couch and ate a whole bag of Funyuns. You know, for all supper. calories are not equal. Oh, that's bad. It was very unhealthy. Like, first can- of all, it was probably more like twenty five hundred in that bag. Didn't care. I was in the mood to be a pig. <laughs> <laughs> that canceled out like twelve workouts. Uh huh. Okay, I'm never I, gonna be skinny. It I'm is going. What it is. I'm going cheesecake. Ah, can I still use cake, or does that cancel out cake? No, no, you can use it. Okay, because cheesecake is like a totally different consistency yep. than cake. Man, it's good. Um, my number two. Oh boy, a New York pizza slice would have been probably it. Um, okay, you got to let me know if this counts. So I'm I'm picking grilled cheese sandwich. God bless it. But you cut it down the middle, and then you have it triangular shape for dipping in tomato juice or tomato soup. Bull crap! <laughs> you were gonna pick it. <laughs> My next pick was gonna be sandwiches. Oh no! My apologies. I didn't think you'd think about the fact that we cut them into triangles, and that I could slip it into my third pick. It's a bunch of bull plop. You think of that too. It's a bunch of bull plop. <laughs> Cheesecake would have been available. I should have gone sandwiches. I know. Too. God, I love sandwiches so much. Oh, they're. One of my favorite, maybe my favorite food, honestly, Heaven's outside of steak. Troy. Yeah, I, I, I love a cook. <gasps> you know what I had the other night? 
What? My mom came back from Spirit Lake, brought Jersey Mike's. Mary? Yeah. Yeah, Jersey Mike's isn't a triangle. No, I know, but it's a sandwich. We're talking about sandwiches. Had it for the first time ever. Loved it. How did you eat a Jersey Mike sandwich in Alta that was purchased in Spirit Lake? Hosey drove it home and put it in the fridge. And then I ate it after the farm that night. It's not It's Ooh, not even fresh. It was so good. It's like a fermented Jersey Mike's at that point. Mm, it tasted so good. Their bread's delicious. Sorry for stealing sandwiches, pal. Man, I th- that's frustrating. <laughs> What's your number three? What's the point? Um, <laughs> I'm thinking pumpkin pie. What's the point? Dang, that was going to I love be... pumpkin pie. My favorite kind of pie. The only... Well, there's only two pies I'm that gonna are worthy I'm going to let that cancel of, out pie. There's only... Yeah, there's only two pies that are worthy of eating. Number one is pumpkin with no whipped cream on it. Number two is hot apple pie with a scoop of vanilla ice cream. All other huh. pies are pointless. I, whole, I just had a whole body shudder when you yeah. said that. Oh, I love it so much. I like other pies, but those are the two goats. Um, my number three, I'm going to go with the simple old strawberry. A strawberry is not a triangle. No, yeah, it is. It comes no. to it. It has a point. It has to point and it comes around like that. I, this is, you're playing fast and loose. With All the, right. I won't do with strawberry. The shape of a strawberry. So then I take an ice cream cone is also not triangular. No, that's a cone. So not triangular. A cone is a different shape. I feel like it's it's, it's literally called a yeah, cone. Yeah, but it looks like a triangle. Come on. That's like us saying favorite round foods and you pick something that's a sphere. <laughs> or not a sphere, but a, a cylinder. It's like, well, the end of it's round. Yeah, it's a cylinder though. It's not a round You're food. getting too picky, Marvin. Too picky? I'm just using English language. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm the- still pissed about sandwich being gone, <laughs> so I'm going to hold you to this. I'm going to go with... Um, if you say what I'm going to pick next, then you can have strawberry. I'm going to go with restaurant toast. No, it, that's when, the same thing as sandwich. They bring it to you cut and you put butter and jelly on it. It's the same. It's just an open faced butter jelly sandwich. <laughs> what? That's all that is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's bread cut into a triangle. All right. I'm going crab rangoon. That's not a triangle. <laughs> You're, yes, it oh, is. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Some people do yeah, make a triangle. Make a triangle. Some people fold the corners over. I'm going Crab Rangoon. If I would have known that that was a thing, I would have drafted it number one. Oh, do you want it? No, you can have I'll it. I'll take pizza. I'll trade you. No. The important <laughs> thing is that the listeners hear all these. Yeah. <laughs> not necessarily whose team they're on. All right. Um, I'm going to go with <laughs> Cartoon Cheese. Dang. Cartoon Cheese is always a wedge yep. or a triangle. You're not wrong. Always on a plate for some mouse with also, his tongue hanging out. If you buy the pre-made platters, a lot of time they have like the lettuce in there for decor and stuff. It's usually triangular shaped. I'm, I mean, this is part of the same pick. I'm taking like laughing cow cheese. <laughs> just, I mean, cheese. Che- those, those are triangles. Mm-hmm. Uh, just cheese in general. Cheese is good in triangle. <sighs> I'm going. I'm going with cake then. Slice of red velvet. You already took cake. Mm-mm. Oh, you didn't. Grilled cheese, Doritos, crab rangoon. Oh, this is your fourth one. I'm going okay. cake. Actually, all the cheese at um, Subway is cut into triangles. RV anyway. cake. You're right. Yep. All right. Remember when I drafted your grandma's red velvet cake? Yeah, I wasn't happy about what it. What was that? Was, it, was that the draft of cake desserts? Draft. Oh, cake, cake draft. draft. Yeah. He took it number one, and he just spit in my face. <laughs> it's one of my proudest moments. <laughs> um, okay. Last but not least. Part of me wanted to go with samosas, but I don't ever eat those anyway. They just look good. Mm-hmm, I'm, I'm going to go watermelon. Just a, just a slice of watermelon. Took mine. If you drink, don't drive. Do the watermelon crawl. <laughs> All right. Well, 
This is going to be hated by many people. We got a hundred gallons <laughs> of street wide wine made. For- okay, go ahead. I really like this, and I'm going candy corn. You don't like it? <laughs> candy corn is not even a food. What do you mean? You eat it, and it's triangular shape. Some people put it in their mouth, but it's not a food. So I can't have candy corn? You're shutting down everything I'm saying. Candy corn is. You're shutting down strawberries. Candy corn's disgusting. And candy corn. You can have it. Nope. I'm going to go pita chip. <laughs> I don't know why you'd want to take candy corn. Like, I just saved you. Because it's good. No, it just wax. Especially if you mix it with uh, peanuts and m M&M. and It's just wax. Delicious wax. Oh. All right. Have you seen that candy corn flavored Oreos? That's gross. Ugh. I don't know if I'd like that. You like everything. You know, except olives and plain milk. Yeah, olives are gross. Uh, by the way, you, me, and Tommy the other day were talking about... Wait, no, I was talking about it with someone else, but I did text you guys. That oh, I'm gonna do, so I wasn't there. I'm going to do a Fairlife chocolate milk versus AE whole chocolate milk. Those are both second place to pick a fence creamery chocolate milk anyway. I will agree. Pick a fence milk is goaded. Pick a fence creamery chocolate milk is like unreal. Quick 90s quick hitter. Yeah. Do you remember? And why? Do I'm, you remember? <laughs> the 21st night of September. I was thinking that Phil Collins song. How's it go? Do you remember that? Do, 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 oh. do, 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 do. <laughs> I, I can, can feel it. it. Yep. Great tune. Mm, good job, Phil. Um, do you remember the first movie you ever cried during? Yeah, bring this up as a 90s, because mine yes. is an iconic 90s movie. Yeah, mine was Simon Birch. Ooh, wait. That's the first thing I ever, Did that come I out? ever cried. So I had written down mine was Homeward Bound, but which one came out first, I wonder? Um, I'm not sure. Because I cried during both. Homeward Bound. Did you cry in the, when they get home? When Shadow comes over the hill, dude, rip me apart in a good way. I was so happy. I was sad for Peter. Shadow's not going to make it, and none did, of us know if he makes it. And then Shadow it, comes over that hill. Did it rip you apart the same way like a Taco Bell Crunchwrap Supreme rips your insides <laughs> apart? Similar look, <laughs> no, different that, reason. That movie's really good. Gosh, I love Homer Bound. Homer no, Bound Simon, 2 is also Simon too. Birch, when he accidentally kills his friend's mom and he runs out on that bridge, that's <sighs> the saddest thing I've ever seen in a movie ever. And I, I don't know if anything will be sadder. I don't think it's possible. I want to rewatch... I want to rewatch Simon Birch. I think I do too. Gosh, nineties just had remember, unbelievable. Do you remember movies. Jim Carrey's in Simon Birch? Yeah, yep, little cameo. Also, Ashley Judd at the peak of her powers mm-hmm. had her fastball back then. Such a good movie. Big, big Kentucky basketball fan. That yep. Ashley Judd, huge. Uh, Naomi uh, Winona. That's her sister, right? Her daughter. Uh, the Judds or Naomi Judd? It's Naomi's her, her mom. Yeah. Winona's her sister. Okay, yeah. Interesting family. Um, that's all we got. Love that you guys took time. If you're listening to me say this right now, picture me putting you in a warm embrace because I'm so happy that you chose to listen to the Backroads and Bonfires podcast. Get over to Vista Paints and get some paint and stain. Golf, yes. Darn it. Please do. They're proud sponsors you of got, us. You got relatives coming over for the holidays. Let's get a little. Let's freshen up some of these walls. Mm-hmm. Maybe do a nice accent wall. Mm-hmm. Get in there. Those guys will take care of you. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, we'll be announcing some fun stuff coming up. 
uh, tell your friends about the pod. And as always, we'll keep you posted on what's going on with YouTube videos. Uh, until next time. I'm, I got us. I'll send this out. Okay, because I was going to try to think of something clever, and I don't have it, so take it. By God, as God is my witness, this podcast is over. Hut, hut. <laughs>